It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. Your friends are your family that God lets you choose. Choose wisely, my friends. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family under construction. Career under construction. Relationships under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances under construction. We might as well be under construction together. Welcome to Under Construction with your girl, Tamar Braxton. Now, somebody explain to me why I'm starting to see back-to-school commercials and ads. Lord Jesus, I'm not ready for that. I mean, a sister just started to recover from the trauma of virtual learning, okay? Trust me, I can't wait to ship Logan off to school. I can't wait for the first day of school either, okay? I'm just not ready to start shopping for it, all right? So, I just want to know... How y'all doing with the goal challenge? Anybody feel like this is a new behavior that you might be able to adopt into your lifestyle? I'm loving it so much this week, y'all. I'm going to set two goals. Yep. That's how powerful this challenge has been in my life. Like, it really feels good to tackle real goals. So in case you need a reminder about how the goal challenge works, here are five steps. Number one, identify your weekly goal. Number two, write down the goal okay number three set a realistic deadline for the task to be completed number four schedule the task on your calendar number five identify an appropriate reward for the task all right now everybody we got a real special affirmation of the week everybody ready here it is my growing pains are uncomfortable but necessary let me read that thing for you again because I don't think you caught it. My growing pains are uncomfortable, but necessary. Now, when you're being elevated, it can feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. The pressure is super intense and the uncertainty of what you're being stretched for can be unnerving. But once you arrive at the next level of spiritual awakening, baby, there's no doubt it'll be worth it. So don't lose sight of where you're headed. And remember, your growing pains are uncomfortable, but necessary. Now that one right there is ministering to the heart of somebody listening. Okay, today on Tamar Takes, what co-parenting should look like. Now I'm going to leave with how I usually end this segment. The thoughts and opinion you're about to hear are those of Tamar Braxton. And if you don't like it, please feel free to share your thoughts with me via email at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Okay, please don't DM me. Don't text me. Don't cameo me. None of that. Okay. And now, as I was saying today on Tamar Takes, I'm going to share my opinion. Mine's, Tamar's, mine of what co-parenting looks like. All right. Number one, equal. Now, the first part of that word is, you heard that part? Co. Okay, which in my mind means co- collaborate or equal, 
there go that again, equally share responsibility in caring for the beautiful human being that we both created together. Okay. Like, this shouldn't be hard for any mother or father to grasp. We are co-parenting. Okay? All right. You got that? If you missed it, it's number one. It's equal. All right. Number two. Some of y'all need to sit down for this one because it might take you by surprise. Okay? Financial equality. Now, if you know that your child requires the bare essentials, you know, food, could be possibly water sometimes, you know, a little roof over their head, a little shelter, a little love to grow into a responsible and contributing citizens. Now, why wouldn't you contribute your fair share of monies to make that happen? Huh? Just wanted to know that. Now, raising a child takes coins, and it shouldn't just be one-sided. Okay? So, number two, that went over your head, financial equality. Okay. Now, um, this might be the hardest out of all loving for some of y'all. But this, the one for me, is the most important. Okay? Number three is Time. Okay. Are you making time for your child? Huh? It sucks because the parent that has the child the majority of the time can't always do all the fun stuff with the child because they on their grind and they're always the one that's disciplining them. Okay. So they're not the fun parent. Okay. It, it, it do be the play that you putting on for me. It, it really do. Like, oh, I'm doing this, that, and the other. And you just barely showing up every now and again. Please get out of my face with that. The hokey pokey. And turn yourself around and walk out. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's a lie. But ladies and gentlemen, listen. At some point, the kids will be old enough to see things for what they really are. So you better show the fuck up the way you're supposed to. Period. So at the end of the day, co-parenting should be all about equality and working together to ensure the child or the children are receiving the best parts of both parents. Really, y'all, the only people that are missing out is the children. You're not doing nothing to the other parent, the other one you can't stand, the other one who be saying this, who be doing that, or be trying it. You're not hurting anybody but the child. The child is the one that suffers. So don't rob your child of having that bomb-loving experience from their mom or their dad, all right? Don't make it about you. Make it about the children. All right, everybody, I'm done with that one. But I would love to know if you have any co-parent success stories. Email me that at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Now, y'all know this is just Tamar Takes and my take on the subject at hand. All right, I'm going to keep it a thousand. Baby, it is all me. All right, everybody, let's tap into that Keep It A Thou Thou inbox and pull out a few questions for your girl. Angel, let's see what we got for the kids today. What are your thoughts on guns, specifically for single mothers who might be alone in their home with their kids or just alone? Now, listen, I hate guns. I I find them to be very barbaric. But I found in this day and age, I got to have something so I can bust your ass with for busting in my door unannounced. Okay? So don't come over to my house. I got something hot and ready for you. 
and I know how to use all of them, okay? It ain't in my safe. It ain't locked away. It's right next to me. I know how to take my safety off, and I know how to bust you real good, okay? So jump across this gate, and I got a hot one for you. As soon as you jump, you're not going to cut my Wi-Fi. I got to back up. I'm not playing. You're not hopping back. You hop over this gate, you're not hopping back over it. You're going out in the stretcher with a sheet over or a handcuff. You take the choice, but don't come over here. That's my thought on guns. What's the next question? All right. What is your favorite time of the year and why? I feel like this is a trick question because of all the work that I've been putting in. Okay. Because I'm less, because I'm, I'm becoming less selfish. Now, it used to be my birthday. I'm not all the way selfish because it is a national holiday. Ha! <laughs> all right. Gotcha there. It's St. Tamar's Day. See what I'm saying? And it used to be St. Patrick's Day, but don't nobody know no Patrick. And so I really do enjoy my birthday because it's about me. But the under construction favorite holiday of Tamar is Christmas. I love Christmas. I love putting up decorations. I love, I mean, although I'm not really the best at it, I love wrapping the gifts. I love putting people's names on the gifts, looking at their faces, the day of Christmas. It's just really, it's an unselfish day for me. I love to see, you know, the look on other people's faces and making other people happy, getting things that they wouldn't think of getting themselves. It's a really joyous holiday for me. Okay, now this week's questions had an interesting spin on them. Like, I like them a lot. And as you can see, you can just ask your girl anything within reason. So come on up here, y'all, and hit up your girl. I love to offer you some insight on some random questions or a real trivial situation in your life. Just hit your girl up at youseewithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters you see with Tamar at gmail.com. Now look, everybody, I don't have all the answers, but you can show count on me to always keep it a thou thou. Now up next, we're going into the blueprint. This, this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Now, if you're familiar with under construction, then you've probably heard me say, All right, Angel, what you got for us today, sis? Or made some other reference to our show's producer, Angel Livis. Well, today, we're getting up and close and personal with the award-winning producer and best-selling author who recently gave a TEDx talk to help overachieving parents excel at home and in their careers. Y'all, listen, I'm so excited to introduce to you one of my besties, my sis, my angel. Welcome to Under Construction, Angel. Detroit! First of all, Angel... Thank you for letting me interview you. Have you ever been on this side before? Yeah, a little bit. Not often. N- yeah, not often. What side do you like better? You like interviewing people? Yes. Or, yeah, me too. <laughs> me That's too. definitely more in my comfort zone. Mine too. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people just be like, oh, she she just a show producer. I'm like, no, she's an author, baby. And, you know, we have a lot in common. Like, we're both single mothers to boys. Do you feel like you ever have to choose between you being a mom and your job? No. And I think a lot of it has to do with what I went through to have kids. And so I was very, you know, before I had kids, I was, you know, trucking up the corporate ladder, doing amazing things in that regard. But then I had difficulties having kids. Mm. I had five miscarriages. And I felt like on the other side of that, once I finally was able to have kids, that I had to go through that so I would have a level of appreciation for my kids once I had them. But I didn't lose who I am as this like hardcore go-getter in the workspace. 
So I had to be intentional around, well, how am I going to incorporate my kids in my life so that I can still be me and I can still be fulfilled. I can't say that I could be a stay-at-home mom and feel fulfilled. No, you can't. I would go crazy. Sorry. Yes. You know what I mean? So I have to stay true to who I am and what makes me happy while also being able to be that for my kids. Yeah. I asked you that because, you know, you are a solid entrepreneur. (laughs) And like, I know that like with me, right? Like having to run my business and also run my household by myself is a task. And sometimes I have to put my work on the back burner. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I know that some moms don't do that. Mm -hmm. Some moms feel like I have to go to work to provide. I have to put my all in all in my job to make sure I can provide. Because if my job goes away, then I lose at being a mother. What do you have to say to the women who are just being put into that situation when they're not used to it? Because I I know about your story. A lot of people don't know about your story. Yeah. So you can answer that question and then we'll go into your story. So you have to just keep pushing, especially when you're in that transitional state. Like you said, if you can't provide, then you lose altogether. (laughs) Yeah. And now you're by yourself trying to figure it out. So now you just completely a wreck. And so to your point of what you said in regards to like, you know, putting the work on the back burner, my work may go to the back burner, but that burner, it's going to go all night. (laughs) That back burner starts back up when those kids go to bed. Yeah, it's not an option of never not working. That's never not the option. It's not an option. It's just putting it on hold until the babies go to bed and then you up all night. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And and it it is what it is. It is what it is. When you have that innate desire to succeed at whatever cost, right now, that cost is your sleep. And there's this one quote that I absolutely love. Like, I do the things that I do today so that I can live like other people will never be able to live. And so my grind is different than most because I want to be able to do certain things that everybody's not going to potentially have the opportunity to do. So it's my sacrifice in this moment so that I can ultimately have, you know, the big house and the things that I once had. (laughs) I was going to go there. I was going to go there. I was thinking to myself the other day, you know, because one of the parallels, you know, that I think ultimately attracted Angel and myself to each other is that, you know, we started out, you know, big time pimping, entrepreneurs. Then we got married, white picket fence. Then, you know, we had pregnancy struggles and I had fertility issues as well. And then we had the baby. Then we had the fairy tale. And then all that shit came crumbling down (laughs) let me ask you a real question because i thought this the other day do you ever feel cheated or slighted you said do i ever feel cheated or did i ever feel cheated yes yes because we went from all of that to like our single lives with just us and the kids and our own mortgages and our own phone bills and our own car notes and basically our own set of dreams to what it looks like now (laughs) so Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did I ever feel slighted? Because I feel cheated. I do. Felt. I did everything by the book. Where the fuck is my life? Where's my fairy tale? (laughs) Bitch, where the fuck? I definitely did did everything by the book. But there's a part of it that I hold myself accountable for, which is I should have never married you 
Because oh. I never went before God to say, is this the person that you have for me? Yeah. So when I look at it in that regard, then I say, okay, well, I was out of alignment. And so I get what I get. Wow. I did my will, not God's will. So with that, I have to deal with the repercussions of whatever that brought. Yeah. And in regards to being slighted, I actually feel like I have an opportunity to do it all over again better. Yeah. And to do it the right way. All right. So. Okay. I felt like that, you know, mostly on the days that I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated a lot. And I'm frustrated because I didn't ask for this. Right. And my son was planned. (laughs) Mine were too. I, I never, you know, I never thought I'd be doing this by myself as much as I am. Definitely never intended to be a single parent. Definitely never thought that Angel would be somebody's yeah. baby mama. Come on, somebody. And let me tell you what it is for me. It's the treatment like I'm a baby mother for me. Like I was never the wife. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't your wife. You sure? And then the little new heifers that come around that don't know nothing about nothing. none of the struggles. You just know him now, Becky. You ain't know the struggles we just went through, okay? Please don't put your mouth on me, all right? You don't know me. And don't you don't know tripping. what I did to build him yeah. up to be the person yeah. that you Yeah, that's what I'm want. saying. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So that's my issue. Like, how do we maintain our respect in the eyes of our exes? Because I just feel like, for me, I don't get the appreciation or my flowers that I deserve. I, I get a bunch of lip and I think I get a bunch of like complaints. Complaints? I'm going to say I get a lot of disrespect. I get a yeah. lot of like no regard that yeah. I carry those children. And you think that you can just X me out of the equation and we were married for almost 10 years. Come on, somebody. Me too. I wasn't a hop, skip, and a jump and just appeared. No, out of she thin wasn't. Air. <laughs> no, he ain't stumbled across me on a on a drunken night. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't coerce you to have kids, and yeah. so it's that part where it's like, okay, well, hold up. Like I'm not disrespecting you. Why can't we equally figure this out so our kids get the best of both versions? Worlds? The best versions of the both of us. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, at this point, I don't want to be friends, but I want to be. <laughs> because I feel like we've crossed that line. Yeah. Because I felt like at first that was my goal. I want to be friends. I want the story fairy tale. You know, like we watch the movies. Yeah. We call them white people when <laughs> they go on vacation together or they have Thanksgiving together and it's his new wife and my new husband mm-hmm. and their kids and my new kids. And like we are all one happy family. And the you kids understand? get that family communal experience. It's not about me. I'm not in my feelings. You not in your feelings. But it's about the kids. And that's what I, like, I wanted that. I hoped for that. But it was like, okay, no, that's not going to happen. What do you say to the women who really want peace and who can't find it and who is so angry with the fathers of their children or their Mm ex-husbands or their ex-fiancés? So I would say depending on the person, if you feel like you can have a real honest and transparent conversation with the parent, the father, I would potentially go there. But I know everyone's not equipped for those real conversations, right? Facts. And so some of it, 
you are going to have to just have your own personal come to Jesus meeting with yourself and say, this is who I decided to have a child with. I know who this person is and stand in acceptance of that, but always stay one step ahead of them. Like what you mean? So if you know that your person is sneaky, don't be surprised when you find out things on social media or by other Mm. people calling you and telling you this is what's going on. Mm. Don't allow yourself to get upset over it because you already know that's how that person's cut. You know, if the person doesn't acknowledge you, doesn't recognize the fact that, okay, I birthed this child. The person that you're so proud of, you're so proud to call your son or you're so proud to call your daughter, but you have zero respect for me as their mother. So if you're in that predicament, then you just have to say, okay, but I know what I'm doing and how I'm showing up for my child. And you show your child continuously the love, the support that they need. Because at the end of the day, that child is going to grow up. And that child is going to see you for you and that father for that father. Period. And to me, that is where things are going to balance out. In that moment, I believe that's where you'll be like, ah, I did that. I raised you to be this amazing person in society. Yeah. And they're going to acknowledge you. Well, not in all cases, you know, because some of us deal with narcissists. As the and children? they're impossible. Oh. No, I'm talking about as the other parent. But I'm going to tell you one thing that you can do and that you will win at. You keep your head down and stay focused on you and your child. Mm-hmm. You always make every single conversation about your child. Never let it be about you. You have to describe things to be for the child's convenience and not yours. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something. The minute you insert yourself in a battle, that's between you, your child's mother or father, the children lose, period. So if you want to make losers out of your children, I suggest you keep arguing with your baby father about the respect that you're not getting and the respect that you're not ever going to give. Mm-hmm. Or you keep arguing him about when he going to start paying, where's the child support? Take your ass downtown and don't fight with them. Listen, some people might say, oh, that's devious. Why are you telling me to take my baby daddy downtown? To stop arguing with him, to make it about the children and not make it about yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the only person that's getting the satisfaction on the other end of the phone is you. And the only people that's hearing the toxicity between their parents is the kid. You know, stop making it about you. Can I come pick up my child? You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my kid had plans today. Why don't you speak to them and ask them which, what would they rather do? That makes it about the child. That don't make it about you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this short break. We're back into the blueprint with award-winning producer and best-selling author, Angel Livis. I think sometimes... You know, as single parents, sometimes we put the responsibility of the other parent on our children. Like, I'm upset at my baby daddy, so he can't go over to your house. Yeah. The fuck they got to do with your child? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no real talk. I mean. No, like some real shit, you know? I just had a conversation with the kids literally today where I told them, I never want you to feel like you can't tell mommy certain yeah. things that are happening when you're with daddy. Yeah. Because you think mommy's going to be in her feelings or you think yeah. I'm going to be upset. Right. Yeah. And they were like, okay, because what I don't want is for you to start thinking that it's okay to not be truthful. It's important to me that my kids always understand the importance of being transparent and not feel like they are choosing 
Yeah. Between the two of us. And that's what I mean about we put responsibilities on our kids. Yeah. Why, why am I teaching my child to choose? Right. Which parent? Excuse me? Excuse me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I can't tell my mama this because she going to be upset. Oh, but, but then what you're really doing is teaching your child how to keep secrets. Exactly. Exactly. So the example was my kids came home the other day and they're like, oh, we had tennis and the other kid hit them. I'm like, what What was that about? And so they were like, oh, we started tennis two weeks ago. Well, you started tennis two what? weeks ago. How was it? Did you enjoy it? I'm not going to flip yeah. out because I'm never going to talk bad about their dad in front of them. In front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Course. So I then call him like, hey, did you want to let me know that they started this or whatever? But having a dialogue like that where I'm not going to let it slide and act like I'm not bothered by it, but also yeah. being able to have a conversation that's like, okay, well, next time, can you let me know? Because maybe I want to be there. I want to support. But that's where that respect thing come in. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If we got a court order, you just can't go and take my child to no damn tennis. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you want to be disrespectful like that, then you got to insert somebody to watch over you and watch over me, watch our children. And that's not right. Nobody want to do that. Right. So why not just go ahead on and do the right thing anyway? Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Does that sound logical? Yeah. And at the end of the day, as long as we're open Everybody yeah. can feel free yeah. to just have conversation and not feel bad about anything. Yeah. yeah. Team no beef. Yeah. But Team no beef all about the kids. Yes. But <laughs> Do you feel like that's something that you work the hardest at? Is is like being the best mother that you can be? Absolutely. Or or getting along for all parties involved? Absolutely. Yeah. Mine's to no avail, but okay. You know, I feel like it's been a lot of change in my kids' lives. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. the end of 2019, we got divorced. Mommy moved out. You know, so now you have two houses. Then two months later, COVID hits. Yeah. Then the kids are out of school. Then it's like this, oh my God, there's change. nothing that's consistent right now. Yeah. But mommy has to be that state of consistency. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's how I look at it. I have to be that rock for them because their father is remarried, baby on the way, all of these different things. A bunch of changes. Uh, yeah. Still changes. changes. So yeah. right now. And children need stability. Exactly. So they know what they can always expect when they come back to be with mommy. So. Yeah. You know, my mother told me, she said, um, you have to make sure that you remain Logan's safe place. Children need a safe place. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. We all go to our moms because our moms are the most consistent in most cases. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And nurturing. They're always the same. Your mother is always going to rub your back the same way and give you a soft tone she and might give beat you the you, answers that but. you need. She might beat your ass and she might be stern with you. She might not be playing with but you. But it's love. But, but you know, or, or even if it's not your mother, that one person yeah. that you can always go to that you know you're going to get what you need. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. And I don't know. I, for me, Angel, I've watched you and you've helped me really be the best baby mama that I could be. Because at first, you know, my shit was rah, 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 like a dungeon dragon. You know what I'm saying? I'm fighting about everything. Everything I disagree with is... And I'm talking about shit in the past. <laughs> what? 
No, but I've watched you and you have such a calm approach, such a peaceful problem solving approach. And I'm telling you something. The truth is you do catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. You know, I've spoken about it, you know, a little bit before, but the truth of the matter is when you go into a situation wanting to resolve nine times out of 10, you get a resolve. Mm -hmm. When you go into a situation and you want to fight or a rah-rah session, that's what you're getting out of, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and you have been able to maintain your integrity, keep your business afloat. Now, don't you think that's hard though? Keeping your business afloat? Oh, absolutely. Being a single mother. Absolutely. Especially in this era of so much change. Yeah. You know, and so you have to know how to pivot. But you also have to have the ability to keep your ear to the streets to know what people need so you can answer that calling. So you have a company called The Woman Behind the Business. How did that start? And what is it about? So The Woman Behind the Business is actually a nonprofit And Mm -hmm. it started after I um, created my for-profit DC Media Connection. And the goal of the woman behind the business was to really help women business owners collaborate with one another because 90% of women business owners are solopreneurs. And so they're doing everything. But if you get sick or something happens to you, who going to make sure that your business is still sustainable? Who do you have to jump in? And so that was one of my main goals was being able to create a network of people that you can turn to and be like, yo, I need branding help. I need a bookkeeper. I need all of these different things. So we have a network for people to be able to tap into to assist them with their business needs. And so tell us about the branding course that you have. So we have a branding course. We have three different levels. One is four weeks, six weeks, and eight weeks. Just depending on like what level of branding you need. So mm-hmm. let's say you need like your brand Bible. A lot of people are like, well, what's that? Your brand what's Bible. What's that? <laughs> your, <laughs> your brand Bible is essentially like your little booklet that tells you everything that you need to know about your brand. What's your mission? What's your vision? What are your hex colors? So a lot of times you might say, oh, my brand colors are pink and blue. Okay, mm-hmm. well, what color pink? What color blue? Because there's so okay. many different shades. Yeah. So having in one central location exactly what that shade is, knowing exactly what the font is for the brand. So all of like those key elements to make sure that if you have to pass this off to somebody else or you tell them, hey, I want some shirts made with my logo. It has all the information in there where you don't have to be running through emails trying to find, oh, where's that? What's the exact color? What's the exact name? So you learn all that kind of stuff. You learn how to uh, connect with your target audience. Uh, What's the best? How much is the Bible? (laughs) I need the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) It's a part of the course. Oh, I mean, like, that's one of the things that you walk away with. Oh, everybody needs that. Everybody needs that. Everybody needs that. So we hope you build that out. The course has started $500, not a lot. That's for like the four-week course. Then there's the six-week is $800, and then the eight-week is $1,500. So they're what reasonable. Get, what you get your brand Bible? Because everybody needs a brand Bible. Because these are questions that you're going to need to know. Exactly. And the answers then, you're going to need to know. Uh huh. Let's say like the 1500 one. You actually get a group session with me like every week for those oh. eight weeks where I'll actually walk you through like, okay, you need to do this. You need to do this. Versus like just having a course where it's walking you through pointer by pointer. But if you have questions, it's kind of like, okay, well, you can email, but you don't actually get me to help you. Got it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I'm excited about it. It starts in August. 
Yay, y'all. Let me tell you. So how did how did they sign up for it? Because y'all need this. Come on, ladies. This is like the second person in my life who told y'all that you need to get your branding going. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. So you can go to angelinlivis.com and you'll be able to register there. And people can also feel free to follow me on social media because we have courses all throughout the year um, to help people build their business in different ways. Uh, you can follow me at angelinlivis on all social media platforms. That's angel, the letter N, L-I-V as in Victor, A-S. Period. Yes. No more excuses. When we come back here in September, I want to know all about y'all business plans. I want to know all about y'all. Y'all got y'all logos. Y'all got y'all colors. Okay. Yeah. I want to know all about these businesses. Now, don't just throw up no Instagram page. Some I got a business. No. Make sure it's registered. Make sure it's like you know? all the different necessary entities are done so you have a legit business. And one of the things you asked me about earlier, so many people started creating businesses throughout the pandemic now i don't mm -hmm. know if it was because of ppp or whatever but if you're gonna keep it and you want a legit business you have to know who your business is for you have yep. to know what problem you're trying to solve for your client or yep. how you're going to make their life better otherwise yep. it's not a business it's just a hobby so come on yeah you just check the boys and girls that are listening i think you did just saying. I mean, if you're a woman of every facet, you know what I'm saying? It is so crazy that, you know, like, I just feel like the whole baby daddy conversation, like, makes you the businesswoman that you are. Like, you dot, you dot your I's and cross your T's. And this is the person that you need to help you build your brand, everybody. Yeah. Is there anything that surprised you that people had a yearn for? Or needed to hear, or needed to know, and you needed to speak about? So, honestly, a lot of it was balancing work and the kids especially yeah. during COVID I think the other thing was teaching people how to love on themselves because for so long that love and that level of satisfaction was external yeah. and so when you can go out you can go to the bar you can go and you get hit on you get somebody buy you a drink that feels good to you right yeah but when you stuck in the house and you got to figure this out on your own you got to make you feel good what does that look like now? What does that look like? So, I mean, even now the world is opening back up, but I find myself still continuing to have conversations with people about it's okay to be by yourself. It's okay it? to have, you know, I love to be in the space of others. Yeah. And I realize that about myself. Like I love mm -hmm. to be in the space of others. However, I don't have to be up under anybody. I just need to know somebody else in, okay. in the house, right? Okay, yeah. All right. So as long as there's somebody else in the vicinity, I'm cool. But if I'm just like in a house by myself all the time, I think I would go crazy. Because I'm, I'm, I need that constant like somebody to talk to, somebody to look at. Yeah. Like I need that. As an extrovert yeah. and yeah. COVID, girl, yeah. I couldn't wait to get in the streets. Yeah, preach. That's why God sent us each other. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i really think i would be depressed me too i really really think that like i really especially when there's all of these changes you have this sense of responsibility that's been placed on you and you like okay i got it and you start off eager like i can do anything yeah then things start hitting the fan your money ain't coming in on time the money ain't coming in on time kids ain't acting right the kids ain't acting right. The baby daddy ain't acting right. The baby daddy on no-no. 
You ain't got nobody to talk to. You ain't got nobody to talk to or text. Or nothing. Or nothing. And you're sitting here and you're like, yo, my entire business strategy, I got to restructure. So now you're you're left by yourself like with all of these thoughts. And I'm an Aquarius, so my mind doesn't stop going. Right. Right. So I might wake up in the middle of the night and start writing because that's when I get my ideas or my creativity or whatever. But if I'm by myself all the time, that made me nervous. Yeah. That that was nerve wracking for me. So. So what's the remedy? (laughs) (laughs) So it depends on the person. (laughs) I mean, my, like us. I mean, my remedy was, I mean, I have a boyfriend now, so like I would spend more time with him, you know, but even in that, like everybody doesn't want somebody around all the time. Not yeah. that it's a bad thing, but everybody needs their space. Yeah. So I have to figure it out. And yeah. what am I going to do to make sure that I'm taking a part in my own rescue? So that's what I had to do. And that's what she does, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she was like, well, what am I supposed to say after that? I mean, it's really not much to say because, you know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we do what all mothers do. We're so resilient, you know? Yeah. You got to figure it out because can't nobody figure it out for us. Okay, so this is what I do want to know mm-hmm. before I let you go. <laughs> what was the biggest surprise in doing under construction with me? The biggest surprise. Um, so honestly, I had never really watched the Braxtons, right? So I came in completely non-judgmental, right? However, it's one of those things where people always have something to say. Oh, people have stuff to say? Oh, of course. So people would <laughs> be like, oh my God, she's a troublemaker. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what they would say about you. They'd be like, yo, she's a troublemaker. Like, haven't you seen her on the Braxton's? I'm like, no. Right? That was, like, one of the main things that people would say. But I've worked with a lot of celebrities in my lifetime. So I don't go off of what people say on television. Because it's a source of entertainment for a reason. It's scripted. It's entertainment. You know what I mean? So you can't. That's like saying Carrie Washington really acts like Olivia Pope in real life. You know what I'm saying? It's a character. So anyways, that was like, so for me, taking the time, uh, allowing you to show me who you are, allowing you to just be Tamar and to, you know, show up as self and not worry about what anybody could have potentially said to me. And so for me, it was great to be able to see like, oh, she's not crazy. I mean, she can be, but <laughs> she'll get what you can make be. her. <laughs> but, you know, she genuinely has this desire to be a better person. You know, like she's genuinely working towards it. She's genuinely in therapy. Like she's not making this stuff up. She's genuinely doing things because she sees and she wants to be the absolute best version of who Tamar can be. So for me, it was nice to be able to tell people like after like we got to know each other, like, no, that's not who she is. So stop spreading that about her. 
Which is what people do. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, and you know, we'll go back to the the whole baby mama ex aspect of our conversation. You know, like the the first time you you we don't like what we see in a person, we we tend to spread that kind of news instead of the other side. Like, you know, no, like this woman actually gets up at six o'clock in the morning and feeds and, you know, dress and bathe my kids and send them off to school clean with their homework in order and, you know, picks them up. And if the teacher has something to say, she gets on the phone with the teacher and, you know, she makes sure they do their homework and things like that. No, it's never that side of the story. It's always the negative. Right. And I don't know, Angel, I feel like you bring the bright side out of me because first of all, you always smiling. (laughs) First of all, second of all, you always kind of show me a different perspective. I don't know, the studious perspective. <laughs> very astute, y'all. She's very astute, honey. Okay? that She's a writer, so, okay? And, you know, a lot of people think I'm this, like, but it's another, you know, side that's on the cusp of studious. <laughs> and you always kind of, I don't know, nurture that and, like, and make me more comfortable spreading that you know and that's just because of the amazing work that you are doing and have been doing and I would just like to salute you as a fantastic phenomenal mom I've been there when the days have been hard and I've been there when the days have been easy and fun but you know for me you know overall I think that really you were my ram in the bush you know God really did put you in the bush to come out and be like, oh, I'm here for you. <laughs> I will sit here for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Except for we didn't sacrifice each other. What happened was, <laughs> what happened was we uplifted each other, you know? And I just really appreciate your friendship. I appreciate, you know, you taking, you know, this vision of this amazing podcast and turning it into under construction. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I love you. I love you too, Tay. Angel Live is my friend. My dog, my partner, get with it. This was fun. Thanks, Tay. Now, as we close out season three of our Under Construction, yeah, I want y'all to know how much it's meant to me having you a part of this Under Construction journey with me. Now, I've had so much fun introducing you to some of my favorite people. And like, seriously, each and every one of the guests you've experienced over the past 12 episodes has helped me throughout my healing, my personal healing. They've provided motivation when I needed it most and encouragement when I wanted to stay in my bed. Now, I pray that this show ministers to your heart the way that it does mine. And more importantly, I hope that it motivates you to build a tribe you can depend on as we prepare for our season four. We're going to take a short hiatus to revamp the show, make it a bit more exciting to kick off a season four with a huge, huge bang. And I hope that you'll have a peaceful and wonderful summer. I can't wait to catch up with you all right after Labor Day. Well, that's our show for the day, everybody. But before I go... Don't forget to connect with me on Cameo. All you got to do is visit Cameo.com slash Tamar Braxton. And of course, if you want to hit me with a question or comment about the show, you can email me at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Now listen, everybody. If no one else tells you, remember that I love you. And I mean it. Because we're all under construction together. Bye. Under Construction is a production of Mosas, a Stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. 
Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company. More sauce.